Hello and good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Finkel, joined here with my co-host and our always favorite guest. Hey everybody, it's... uh, I'll go first, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Uh, hey everybody, it's uh, Ryan, the uh, Cardboard Samurai out of the uh, Tokyo area of Japan, and special guest slash returning member, uh, I don't know. I'm what? just here, I gotta put yeah. a label on it, you know what, Ex- it's your boy. Existing person, yes. It's, he talks more than I do, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Drew Zashok, back on the pod, ready to talk about, I think we're talking about some combo decks today? Yeah. Boo combo decks or yay combo decks? I don't know. Uh, yeah. How do you guys well, feel about combo decks? And here's the thing is like they did so well, I think, you know, is it creativity and Lotus Field, you know, during the pro tour? I think people are kind of want to, they want to dive a little bit deeper on, you know, combo decks and Pioneer. We did kind of talk about them before, uh, back when I did like a bard class topic, but uh, I think it deserves uh, another look. And, you know, let's start off by, like, what are the combo decks um, in Pioneer? Like, when you think of combo decks in Pioneer, what are you thinking of? So, like I said, is it creativity? Lotus Field starts us off. What other decks would you say yes, are combo? Yes, I, I was just going to say, you know, we did cover that previous deck where we were kind of talking about all of the, like, bad, like, the tier C, mm-hmm. tier D, like, very not meta combo decks. And this one, we wanted to be a little bit more on the, like, here's the ones that are actually yeah. crushing and winning and stuff. And, uh... Interesting. So, like, I, I'm very interested to see how you guys want to define a combo deck because, like, um, the big ones that I want to know is, like, do you still consider Mono Green to be a combo deck I and do you consider so. Ebs and Grease Fang to be a, mono, a combo deck? I, I think both of them are both combo decks. You yep. know, it's a one to it's a two-card combo, right? You, you With Abs and Parhelion, you're basically trying to put a big thing in the graveyard and then bringing it back with uh, um, Grease Fang. How is that different from... You know, is it uh, creativity trying to put uh, two creatures into play? You know, the uh, the worm and the um, uh, the god. What can I say the xenagos, yeah. xenagos, and stuff like that. Xenogod, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. would you guys agree? Yeah, Parhelion is yeah a combo. I would agree. So I think I think when we start talking about combo decks, I think that the meme combo decks, the ones that we don't want to like, where we where we draw the line is is it Phoenix is not a combo deck. That is where we draw the line. I don't think casting three spells in a turn to return a Phoenix is is a combo deck. I think think Grease Fang, yeah, sure, that's a combo, you know, Mm because it's very narrow, it works. Um, Nykthos Ramp or Monogreen, yeah, that's a combo deck. That sounds like a combo deck. It's like, I'm going to cast 43 spells in this turn. Is that okay? Sure. No. No, don't. Yeah. 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 We're not going to be talking about heroic, that combo deck. We're going to be sticking to the main big ones. I could have heard an argument for Is It Phoenix back when it was very big on the Thing in the Ice plus the um, you know multiple extra turn spells mm-hmm. because then it kind of was just a like I'm going to win the game out of nowhere and there's nothing you can really interact with. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd agree that's not a combo deck. I don't think anything else that would be like of the meta decks would really count as combo. I wouldn't count any of the like Niv to Light as combo. No, no, no synergy. No. Okay, um, so transmogrify. Is kind of like creativity, or it's different from creativity. I mean, I'm I'm confused. Like, is that still a combo deck? That's a good question. I would um, I would say that that's not a combo deck. I would more so they yeah. say that one's more so of a synergy deck because mm. how combo it works for me and the difference between is it creativity and 
the Transmorgify deck is the Transmorgify deck doesn't win on the spot when it mm. puts Transmorgify on the stack. You're just stealing something with Agent of Treachery. You're creating a little bit of value. However, yeah. with the Is It Creativity deck, you just kill. You just kill. Okay. And I think that you have the excuse of playing a lot more bad cards to try to like make that work exactly in the combo deck. Mm -hmm. That being like big score. I don't think big score is like the best card in the format. Um, but things like that, things, token generators, secrets of the key, whatever cards that enable the kill. The kill is, I think the most important part or the near kill in Greece's mm -hmm. case, because it's close enough. It's mm -hmm. close enough. It put enough things into play to be able to win. Um, that's at least Wait. where I would define it. So you guys also kind of, you are, you sorry you already talked about Storm Herald you said that's kind of like D tier you talked no we're not talking about Storm Herald that's what I'm not saying a deck. is if we're going over what are the combo decks that is a combo deck in it's not a combo deck it's a combo it's a synergy deck. deck it's a pile of terrible cards and I could win with much much worse yeah. in Pioneer I'm Infinite just saying, Dungeons we said is also a combo deck Bard class is yep. a combo again they're not good but I'm just saying they are combo decks um, well, grinning grinning mm -hmm. Ingus combo is another one yep. right. Uh, and there was one more I was thinking about. And then, oh, uh, I lost it. So sorry. Just guy sentency. Yeah, oh, that still, was a throwback. Yeah. I have some respect for it's that. Not, yeah, that's a not, throwback. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of these. Out. And there is one I think that is kind of like on the horizon. I think people are talking about Tivar Citadel. Yeah, that's it's just the Jun Sack kind of deck. I wouldn't really say it's much of a combo deck. I think that one's a little bit more of like a mid-rangey grind strategy. Because mm. like, if we're calling Witch's Oven and Cauldron Familiar a combo, that's not combo, we have to redefine everything. Anything that plays Bullet Citadel is a combo deck. Because once you get that into play, you're just uh, like, I'm going to play everything, no. play everything, play everything, play everything. No. And then you can use your stuff. Not if you're playing it fair. Like, mm. Yeah, that one's just value. If we were talking about like the Explorer package from like, early days of this format mm -hmm. no like that 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 no sorry yes that is a combo i think if the explore combo exists sure that is a combo however okay. wild growth walker is not in the deck right now so i don't think that the tyvar sack deck is a combo deck i think that is more so a mid-rangey value to base deck so are we missing anything else is that pretty much give everybody um, vanifar i don't think you yeah, vanifar, vanifar, tell me about that, that i haven't one. seen any anybody playing that recently Nope, I was really high on it because Tyvar got printed, and then I realized, yep, yeah, deck's still bad, and then I moved on with life. Hmm. It, it's just still, it's still missing so much that you sadly just don't have. Hmm. All right, so we have a, a good list of combo decks here in the Pioneer format. I want to know why would somebody play one of these decks over another one? Like, why, why play is it creativity instead of Lotus Field, or why play Absent Parhelion instead of? of, uh, I don't know, Monogreen Devotion or something like that. I uh, Go for it. Go, go for it. No, because this is broad. Okay, That's my very, answer, very broad my answer is going to be a little bit long-winded. So uh, I think what you go want... Down the good lists. What I think that you want when you're going to go suggest... Or sorry, going to go pick any deck in general is just kind of seeing what vibes. I think vibes is basically mm -hmm. what, what combo deck you want to play. Because like some of them do different things. Some of them lose to different things. Some of them win again. Like... If I go into my local meta on, uh, let's just say I go to a brand new store and I see that there's five people with rest in peace in their sideboard, mm -hmm. you know what? Maybe I don't want to play Grease Fang combo. Maybe yeah. that's not the deck for me. Uh, maybe I want to play Lotus. Maybe I didn't see mm -hmm. too many people playing like Monogreen or Dance. I think it really depends on the meta if you're trying to be really competitive about it. Mm -hmm. But if you just love combo and you just want to play some combo deck, go off vibes. Whatever whatever fits your yeah, boat. Maybe you yeah. like playing counter spells, play team or creativity. Maybe you like mm -hmm. playing big dumb four fours for three, play green. Yeah, I mean, it, and exactly. And I think that's kind of neat about Pioneer is that you don't have to be stuck playing a blue 
combo deck um, in, in like in other formats. I mean, I guess there's not a lot of... I guess there's more than just blue combo decks in other forms, but I always kind of felt like blue was part of the combo thing. And I now that we have stuff, for example, like my 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 D tier Bard class, you know, I uh, I'm really happy that I can play something that's not blue, like you said, mono green devotion or Amazon Praline. You can choose whatever you want to play, and you can still play that that you know combo deck. I think blue is in a lot of combo decks in formats that have forces of will mm-hmm. because you want to protect your combo for free. Yeah. And that that's a big reason to be in blue. Um, I think that, you know, outside of that, it's not as much that you have to be in a blue deck. Yeah. No, we see that a lot with, especially in modern, we don't see a lot of like blue based or sorry. We see a lot of blue based combo decks that are like very, very, very minorly blue, just being mm-hmm. like Neoform. Like you just have to play blue because Neoform isn't blue, but you're mainly green. So, Vibes, okay, I, I can get behind that. I can understand that. But other than mm-hmm. Vibes, um, what would be a reason to play uh, a combo deck? For example, like I said, I'd play Bard class because I like playing yeah. uh, creatures. You know, I like yeah. playing a lot of creatures and fast creatures, aggro creatures. So, hey, this is right at my alley. Yeah, and that's your vibe, right? Like, I think yeah. the other thing is, like, metagaming, right? Like, what you mm-hmm. think can come into it. Because, like, with combo, the biggest thing that you have to figure out before going into a blind meta is what do you want to lose to you? Do you want to lose to graveyard hate? Because there's plenty mm-hmm. of ways ever for every combo deck that you choose to play, there is a card in the format that will murder you and you mm. will be so sad when it goes on the stack. There is I, always going to be a card. I actually want to talk about that too, if you guys want to do that uh, yeah. as we go over these decks. So like, what's the weakness to these decks? Like for um, me, Bard class, it was always uh, a temporary lockdown because it hits like everything in my deck. Or just any way to remove Bard class. There you that go. Was also, uh, that probably also just kills that deck. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I could yeah. probably name a ham sandwich and that beats Bard class. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but if, but we're, um, if we want to just go over the list of just yeah. looking at like the local, or sorry, not local, the, the Pioneer metagame, I'll even like throw it to Kevin so Kevin has a chance to talk. Kevin, what cards do you think beat Mono Green consistently for the combo part? Oh, God. You know, there's a lot, and it, it, I feel like it more so depends on matchup, because I don't think that you can just, like, play a silver bullet and shut down mono green. I think that's a really important thing to remember. Like, if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to put, um, you know, Damping Sphere in my mm-hmm. deck, and now I beat mono green, that, that doesn't mm-hmm. work, and I don't think that's ever worked for quite a while. I think the deck has a lot of versatility in that it can grab answers to a lot of hate cards using Karn. It can, you know, just go bigger or, like, go wider than some of the just, like, oh, I'll just shut down your Planeswalker. Um, so I think that you need interaction with the combo part of the deck, but you do need some amount of... Um, you need some aggression. You need mm-hmm. some way to, you know, clock the game some way to uh, to take care of the things in their hand. So I think that there are a lot of cards that help. You know, anything that's, you know, slowing down their lands, you want to be interacting with their early elves, you want some maybe amount of counter spells and things. Like, I don't hate a disdainful stroke against Mono Green, but it's not like that's going to throw them off of their one card that they need to win. Um, so I think that all of those, you know, you need to be doing something proactive while you're while you're going against the deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I super I super agree. I think Mono Green, you don't really have a, a, a one card destroys this deck type. I think I think what you have is a lot of band-aids that can just like solve the problem for a little bit and hopefully in that window you're able to kill them. But there's no long term answer because at any point they just draw Karn and now they have access to their sideboard, and now they have access to 15 different answers, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, not not realistically, but like a lot of answers for whatever you have. Like 
I assume that any permanent that you can get put put in play will or that affects mono green will be destroyed by a cityscape leveler. That is probably the case. Yep. Uh, yep. But cards, cards, just just to name a few that are really good against Nykthos ramp that I've at least found. Um, other than like random early game interaction, I think Archon of Amiria is just really good against them. Having that Nykthos come into play tapped on the crucial turns, yeah. where now they have to spend, now they have to have a cure in play or some sort of way to untap the Nykthos, uh, so it stops like the Storm Herald. Um, Mom also is really good at like slowing them down. Uh, mm -hmm. It stops the ETB on Cavalier. It stops them drawing cards off Kiora. Um, just there's just like a lot of minor cards that end up just like working together to destroy the big bad evil. Um, anything else on Mono Green? I mean, nope. Abzan Parhelion, we already said Rest in Peace kind of just, like, destroys that. Lay on the Void. Lay on the Void destroys Lay that deck, because well. I think their, yeah. I think their answer for Rest in Peace is Abrupt Decay or Wither Bloom Command. Yeah. So if you play yeah. a Leyline of the Void, you're done. They're done. Mm -hmm. Pack it up. Well, I, I'd say, you know, the other thing that makes that deck survive is that it does have a fair mid-range plan. I think that, um... Chariot is their answer to Rest in Peace, probably, more than anything that's like a hate card for it. Mm -hmm. No, that's fair. I, I I do think that that deck has... A, I don't think it has the best secondary plan out of any combo deck mm. that we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. today, but I definitely think it's up there for like pretty pretty close to having like a secondary game plan versus having a, I need to find a removal spell to win this game secondary game plan. Okay, that's fair. Um, I, think that's, I think that's how uh, uh, Lotus Field is really, because yeah. I think... I think that uh, with the with the introduction of these channel lands, Lotus Field mm -hmm. got insanely more powerful than anything yep. anyone has actually just realized. Because now Sylvan's crying is either I go find my relevant combo piece or I find something that destroys your hate piece. Because mm -hmm. I think that's just an important yeah, distinction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just an important that's distinction that I don't think a lot of people have like really thought about of just how how impactful uh, Kamigawa was in Pioneer for Lotus Field. Yeah, it used to be like I you get a damping sphere down and man, Lotus Field's like well. I lose, but now it's like uh, I'll just grab my Visage you here. So what? What is the deck's weakness now? Uh, like how do we you mean Lotus? Uh, Lotus? Uh, Damping Sphere is always still fine. Like you, I, I think. I think if anything, it's more nowadays that you need more multiple things and interaction. So this is cards mm -hmm. like Go Blank into the Damping Sphere, or a Thought Seize, or a Pithing mm -hmm. Needle, and a Damping Sphere. I think a combination of cards is nowadays what you need to hit out combo decks because of the efficiency and resiliency that just now exists in the format. Okay. Um, I think we need to talk about Gisath a little bit because I think that unlike how this deck was probably you know a year ago, I think that that adaptation um, of just having a sideboard plan of, okay, I'm just going to play a big nine drop or whatever it is and win the game that way, uh, you know, does some real work for the deck, and I think that I've seen a lot of people taken by surprise by that when they're just like, "Oh, I'll, you know, I'll just run a damping sphere, and now I've got eight turns to find my next answer." And it's like, no, they might just kill you, or they might just play a thing that can blow up your damping mm -hmm. sphere and kill you in the same turn. Mm -hmm. And they're playing like a lot of like really resilient threats on the sideboard. I think like uh, there's so many one ofs and there's so many like relevant tutor targets because they are playing cards like Mastermind's Acquisition, which is just like Karn Junior, but they're still able to like board in these good cards. Um, I think Lotus if we're looking the at the one playing Dramoka. Yeah, they're the one that plays Dramoka now. Uh, alongside Sphinx of the Final Word. Love that card. Hmm. Um, but with this, uh, with Lotus Field, I think another card uh, that has already been priorly mentioned, Archon of Amiria, also works. 
deafening silence those type mm-hmm. of effects where they can only cast one non-creature spell per turn really really are important i don't think counter spells are the way to go like cards like disdainful stroke or mystical dispute or spell pierce these cards lose value very quickly in this matchup uh lotus field just has to figure out what your hate piece is and then they just play really slow until they can able to beat your hate piece if it being a disdainful stroke obviously um there's just there isn't a really good way other than quick pressure and I don't know something a field urn and a, a, a deafening silence something you just need two things it being like interaction or pressure plus hate piece because mm-hmm. it's not I don't I think it's moved away from what magic used to be which is I'm going to press the mulligan button until I find my hate piece and now I win the game. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot more hard or a lot harder to do that these days I think. Um, a lot more uh, finesse is needed uh, when mm-hmm. you're approaching these uh, combo deck matchups. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, so I think Lotus Field, okay, we got some good you know tips there on how to, how to beat that. Is it creativity I've struggled against? Because I think a lot of people, first time playing, or you know, if they don't have a lot of experience against it, they're going to try to bring in their cards like uh, um, Weathered Runestone or, or something else, thinking stuff that's, thinking that it's coming from uh, the uh the library but it's actually being exiled and put into play so what what kind of cards can we play against is it creativity to stop it what what are that deck's weaknesses um either of you guys i think i think again obviously interaction you do need to interact with combo decks that's just like the, the the overall thing interact with them make them make them struggle uh but i think a lot of how i've been able to really approach this matchup with the decks that i play um, you just kind of have to either go above the world spine worm life total or interact with them to where one of these two cards ends up in a funny place, whether it be like the graveyard, like I've thought seized a Xenagos and the combo got really awkward. Uh, and then I think at some point I just had to deal with the 15, 15, uh, games just get really weird when you do interact. So having to integrate, having to move around that part, once you interact with them is like the really awkward part. Mm-hmm. Um, cards like Wandering Emperor are really good against them because you just exile the World's Spine Worm and, well, you just have to beat a Xenoghost mm-hmm. now. And uh, I can say that that's still not an easy task. Um, Kevin, do you have any? Or, sorry. Interacting. No, it's okay. Go ahead. You know, removal can also sometimes work, you know, if you can interact with the pieces that they're trying to bounce. So, like, I think especially game one, that's a big thing is just like holding up your interaction and it can be just like, I have a removal spell for your creature. Um, a lot harder with the artifacts, which is what they prefer to use, but sometimes you can, you know, pull things off like that. So just like keep your mind open mm-hmm. on what they're trying to do and what actually matters in the game. Cause it's like, okay, sure. You can counter their big score or you can just like hold up. The more important thing is stop the combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, something that we also aren't overly thinking about is like, how many times do they sideboard out the combo? Because it's often. They often do. If, if it's a matchup where they don't need, or if Holbreaker Horrors are just better, like a controlling matchup, interaction-based interaction matchup, they'll just go into the Holbreaker Horror Shark Typhoon plant. And how do you beat the deck now? Mm-hmm. You have to figure out, you have to think about it, what's better against you, Holbreaker Horrors or this combo. And then you, I think then you find the sideboard piece that works best for you. Because if the sideboard piece is a bunch of mystical disputes, because now they're playing a bunch of counter spells, then that works. That works great. But if you're playing the mystical disputes and they don't sideboard out the combo because you assume that they will, you're yeah. you're you kind of look really silly. <laughs> so he- here's a good question, you know, kind of on the same vein is thinking about it as like two questions: is one is what is the best 
like what is the deck that has the most resilient backup plan as far as the combo decks we're talking about and then i would say the other side of that is like what is the deck with the most like overpoweringly good game one like if this was a best of one format what would be the best combo deck in the format so that's kind of two questions um that i'm throwing at you at the same time for no real reason i'm okay they both came into my head at the same time you know what i will answer any and all questions no judgment do not worry Hmm. i think the best secondary game plan for any relevant combo deck is definitely it has to just be these a creativity deck they just play such a good secondary game plan uh, with just like I, I I can't tell you how many times that I've been playing my mono white deck. I've exiled the world spine worm and I just have to beat a Xenagos. And I died to a Hall of the Storm Giants that he activated. It was a 14-14 and I died. Wow. Cause it just it just I couldn't I couldn't beat that. I just a 14-14 is pretty pretty big. With Ward or just a cycled shark typhoon that just doubles up. And yeah. they're just playing big score, all these like draw card spells to eventually go find more copies of these like random two two shitters or whatever random cards that you'll end up finding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just become like really aggressively based creatures. Uh, if we really also want to talk, I think the other one that we has a really good secondary game plan is Monogreen. Monogreen just killing mm-hmm. you quickly is has is, or with a big layer of the Hydra is a really good resilient combo. Um, but I think the one that has like the best game one is easily Lotus Field. Lotus, Lotus Field is so hard to beat game one. That's a games two and three matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd agree on, on both those things. You know, maybe I could see saying Grease Fang has a good backup plan as well. Like, I feel like they have reasonable games where they can, you know, I've seen Parhelion Hardcast. I've seen some things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that, yeah, I'd say Mono Green's a good one. I'd say that is a creativity can be a good one as well. Um, but definitely Lotus Field is the one I was thinking of as far as being like best of one, especially because that one doesn't really have much sideboarding. It's kind of just like a wishboard. Yeah, I definitely think Greasefang is in the conversation alongside Lotus, but I think Lotus is just a little bit more resilient. And especially like, I don't know how many times game one, there's been a Boreal Grazer cast by my opponent and I'm like, okay, I'm dead. I, mm. I just died on the spot because now because it's literally just time walk. A Boreal Grazer in that definitely, deck is like, just time walk. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so resilient. But like, sorry for resiliency. It's definitely creativity and mono green. Those are the two combo decks that will just always come back. And what was the other question? It was, or did I answer both? You, the best of one. You already, okay, already kind of cool. answered that I answered one too. Both. I feel like I've stolen Ryan's thunder though. So Ryan, what, what was your next question? Um, I mean, I was just going to go over the rest of the uh, the combo decks that uh, we kind of talked about and how easily they fold. Those are ones that we just talked about. Sure. Are probably the ones that are strongest against hate and strongest have a, like the strongest backup plan. But like we said before, Bard class loses to a ham sandwich. Uh, yep. Just just guy ascendancy also kind of has the same problem as Bard class that it, it'll lose to something like an abrupt decay or something like that. It's a lot easier to, to get rid of their combo piece now. Um, mm-hmm. Infinite dungeons with Aserac, I think removal. If it's that a, one, that one's a paper only special because it's bugged on Moto. So we don't. Mm. That's that's the one combo deck that I cannot really talk to. Okay. Because that deck is just exists in paper because Kinnon is bugged. Kinnon won't work with Gwenin. Uh, I think the card's name is, mm-hmm. and you can't infinitely combo with it on Moto. However, in paper, I think this deck is a lot stronger, and it's definitely mm. going to catch a lot of people off guard. So, so if you really just want to show up and just like absolutely have everyone watch your matches because they don't know what's happening, just play that deck. 
if there's a heavy Rakdos meta, this deck is not going to do well because it, that you know Rakdos can just kill everything. The same thing I think yep. I would say with control. But if you have a meta game that is not heavy on interaction, for example, if I'm playing like my Angels deck, which you know I played against it with, I'm like, all right, I have absolutely no answer for that combo. I'm just trying to build more stuff, and you're just going to go off and kill me. Um, that type of meta will definitely it'll it'll do really well in I would say. But any kind of removal, it'll fold. Um, Grinning, I mean, Kevin, do you have anything you want to say about Infinite Dungeons, or can I go to the next one? No, I haven't had too much time to test that one either. And then, um, but yeah. But what about Grinning Ingus combo? Would you say that one also kind of uh, is, is uh, how can I say, handled by kind of the same things from the other uh, decks like Lotus Field, like, for example, Damping Sphere or whatever? No, that one, that one gets answered by the same things that Bard class does. Yeah. Ham sandwich. That one, that deck. And removal. Removal. Yeah, removal, interaction, counter spells, uh, Boseju, whatever it is, it probably interacts. Um, and I think that the other thing with the, some of these decks that we're talking about is that you kind of just have more free losses when you're running a deck like that. Like, there's just like less consistency mm-hmm. overall, mm-hmm. and you'll have more non games. I think just, you know, you're playing like a three color combo deck that needs to draw the three specific pieces, and every once in a while your shuffler will just put like, all of your black mana on the bottom or all of your, you know, the one, one of the three combo pieces on the bottom. And there's nothing you can really do about that. This is okay. more, this is also just like talking to Vanifar as well. Vanifar just has the same issue. They just mm-hmm. like, you, you just played the removal game. Vanifar can't win. Vanifar, mm-hmm. <laughs> your four copies of that one card are on the bottom. Well, good luck, Charlie. So do these, I guess, uh, kind of a, a tangent here, do these uh, bad combo decks have the possibility of becoming good in the future like are they just like one card short something that for example protects their their creature pieces you know for example like grinning ingus or vanifar or something that protects your uh your enchantments like in just guy sentency or bar class if we get that one more piece will these be good in the future i mean like storm herald will never be good Hmm. (laughs) you're a hater you're a hater i swear um i am i am but i i had one i had one game on moto where i got turned two i got like turned two killed both games and it was just bullshit so i hate that game that deck forever because it's so bad it's so bad <laughs> it's so awful to play against it's not great but um i think i think what we're looking for uh with uh god i had a point and then you brought up that and now i lost my point i'm so <laughs> sad it's okay it'll come back to me um, I have one more deck I kind of wanted to add, and we kind of talked. We were talking about this before we started. Is Hammer Time a combo deck, especially with the new one where you like, you know, play your um, guy that uh, you attack and you can sacrifice him, and you play the uh, the Hammer with the Sigarda's A like on the same turn, and then you basically can attack for like, what is it, eleven, and then sack it for another eleven for twenty two damage yeah. on turn two. Is yeah. that a combo think- deck? I think when we talk about combo, and I think this is something we probably should talk about a little bit pre- more previously before we start talking about what mm-hmm. we define as a combo deck, is uh, like like the idea that it's going to kill quickly. And yeah. I think I think that this has combo aspects, but would I call Hammer Time a combo deck? No, I'd call it more so an aggro deck. It has mm-hmm. the combo of killing you on turn three, but mm-hmm. I mean like aggro decks can put you in a really bad spot and turn or on uh, turn two, turn three, and it can still like be a kill. I think I think that that's a combo in that deck, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. I'd call Hammer Time exactly a combo deck. Kevin, agree, disagree? Yeah. <laughs> you agree Definitely. or disagree? Which one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could. If you want me to, I definitely yeah, could. Whatever no, yeah, I, I'd agree. 
it's just not quite what I would consider like a combo deck. It has too much of a fair plan, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to I wanna also preface it by saying that I you can call things combo decks, and I don't think anyone will hate you. Like, if you think Hammer Time's a combo deck, good on you, listener. I'm so proud of you. But hmm. for me, personally, I think this one is a lot of up to interpretations of what we think combo decks are. So mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's also build, you know, I will say there are builds of, of Hammer Time that I think would be a combo deck. Like, I've seen versions that are running, like, both of the one mana creatures that deal damage with the power when they die, and thuds, mm. like... If you're flinging a creature to kill him in one hit, that's that's probably more of a combo deck. But yep. I don't think that that's the version that people are going for because it just you know doesn't have any near the consistency. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be brewing with that as soon as it comes out on Explore. I remember my Secret point before. <laughs> I remember I remember the response to the question. If we still want to throw back to it, yeah, you want to go back to what was the so, question? So again? the question yeah. was the question was that you you asked if there is something that's broken, is it one card missing from a lot of these like lesser combo decks? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really difficult question to answer because let's just say some broken, I don't know what it would be, but let's just say Kevin's Nightmare comes true, Storm Herald's tier one, right? Mm-hmm. Some card gets really busted for Storm Herald, and there is cards that probably already exist that are just really good. Like I don't think. And Storm Herald has never been tier one, so we don't really know how easily, how, like, if the meta is overly prepared for it with, like, a bunch of rest in peace or whatever card just, like, really helps fix that matchup. We It hasn't really, like, stood the test, so we don't really know. And it's really hard to, like, think, because, like, I don't know what this card is that's going to bring Storm Herald back from the dead, but, man, it has to be good. It has to be real good. It has to be resilient. There has to be so many things with it, and it also has to survive the test of does it survive hate? And that's why mm-hmm. a lot of these combo decks that are lesser down die to a ham sandwich because they can't survive hate, and that's why they're bad combo decks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, that was what I um, for. So my next question that I wanted to ask you guys earlier was, how would you rank these? Like, if, we, you know, if we're going to put these in a tier list, um, your S tier ones, I guess, would be Is It Creativity and Lotus Field? Would you nope. guys agree? Nope. No, where, I, where how no, would you no, guys no. Mono this? green, grease fang. So S tier, no, 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 no. the best of the best of combo decks only. Again, not just not the pioneer meta, but just in all the combo decks. What are your S tier choices? S tier is mono green and lotus field. Okay. Yeah, that seems good. Okay. And, and I then, think A tier is creativity and grease fang. Okay. Yeah, I could see. I that. think maybe I think maybe grease fang, abzan grease fang specifically would maybe more so fall into like a B tier for me personally, because mm-hmm. I think that deck is definitely on a lot more of like a downswing. But yeah, I, right, I yeah. would be okay with it being A tier if we're ranking okay. combo decks. I would call it A tier, yeah. I, w- I would put SSAA. I'm on I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about your uh, B tier decks? Are there any B, B tier combo decks? Anything I think Esper Grease Fang kind of counts in that category. I think the other flavor is like, I'd say B tier, maybe C tier. Mm-hmm. Um and that's really I think I think it's really hard to also put the Azurek dungeon combo in. But if I had to put it somewhere right now without having to like see a lot of it in play, because it's just not popular in my local meta, mm-hmm. I think I'd put it around B or C tier mm-hmm. around there. I don't I, I think it's one of the two. Cause like okay. I think it has the ability to be able to take down a tournament because of the shock factor and the fact that like the deck's like kind of fine. But mm-hmm. man, red banned red boar and the deck's busted. I know or it's a lot max removal spell. A lot of the creatures it plays are like three mana, four mana. So like Fatal Push isn't as good against that type of deck where like the other combo decks maybe have a lot of one and two drops that you could kill. Mm-hmm. That's so, being like Vanifar. That that Vanifar mm-hmm. it goes to. I don't know how low we're making the scale, but Vanifar gets there. Vanifar gets the low tier. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, Vanifar did pretty well at, uh, what was it? It was at the RCQ. So. Oh, yeah, that was the that was the European one, I think. That was the European yeah. one that also had Storm Herald in Swedish the top Vanifar. 64, 32, something like that. I don't know. It plays ridiculously high. Same with Grinning Ingus combo. I think Grinning Ingus combo, Bard class, uh, Vanifar, and whatever the one we just C-tier. mentioned. Uh, all No, they all reside in Dookie tier, which is D tier. D tier, okay. Yeah, and then I could see some that rise above the others. Like I could see Bard class being like you know low C high D. I could see um, Storm Herald being like low E <laughs> F. Yeah, and I think so. It just depends on the metagame. Like I really like Bard class when no one's playing white. Yeah, like if you're just playing, if I'm playing a bunch of uh, or blue or black red. Yeah, or <laughs> but if I'm playing a lot of Rakdos decks, it's like it's a huge Rakdos thing, or like uh, mono green. Oh, mono green's kind of. Uh, I guess it's okay because they have to have Boseju, kind of. But like, yeah, they've always got Boseju. <laughs> That's the rule. It. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, can, I like it in those type of metas. But like anything with like, yeah, any kind of interaction with Bard class, it is, it has gotten better though with the uh, Miglos, I think. Oh, That's, sorry. By the way, Jeskai Ascendancy, bottom of C tier. There bottom we go. Of C-tier? We officially okay. ranked all of the combo decks. Um, I if. I mean, That's fair. we could talk about the banned ones. Like we've we've talked about this before. You know, when we were talking about combos, like if Kethis got unbanned, where would you put it? If just Kethis got unbanned, yeah. it would be F. Like it is not a playable deck right now. I, you know, I'm Kethis's number one fan. It does not have you know. It lost so much. It has lost just absolutely so but much. Maybe not Oath F, but it, it would be D tier. It has Oath to say again. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it lost Uro, it lost Luris, it lost um, Teferi. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> sure. I, I just I've been so far removed from the the Pioneer or Kethis or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just I haven't even thought about it. If I'm being honest. Oh, I, I am the Kethis guy, and like it would not be. I've I've tested it honestly. Like you, know, every once in a while, I'll just be like, hey, what would the deck be like right now if it didn't? If it had just Kethis unbanned. And it's it's not great. Like it's so mm-hmm. bad against you know heavy removal decks. It's so bad against um, anything with good graveyard hate. Like the stuff that's good in the meta right now, it's bad against this you know Sam and Miria stuff. So like we were saying, it's another one of those decks that like it folds to all of the popular interaction. Mm-hmm. It folds to a, an aggressive curve. It folds to um, you know the right pieces of hate and just like all the things that are popular for hate in, okay. the, in the format right now are good against it. So you'd say okay. it dies to a ham sandwich. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I got another one for you. We un- okay. If we unban Ballista and Mono White Devotion was back, where would you put that? What tier would that be in? Oh God, that's like it. It, it can't be that great. It's not going to be like insane. I think I. Would I think I think I have to put it at like t- mid or high B tier. It's definitely in B though, or maybe A. Maybe it's an A. That's another one I've tested, but it's been a little bit, a little while. Like, there's been some good mono white cards that have come out since. I, I feel like I would put it, yeah, probably like an A, because I think that it would have the potential. Yeah. Like, maybe not an S tier, but I think that it would be, you know, maybe it could be an S tier. It could be really uh, good. I have a really hard time seeing it being an S tier, but I, maybe. I'm, I'm trying wrong. to think of some things that would be really I mean, I know that now, current like, stops it. Yeah. I mean, like, mono green, oh, that's mono fair. green gets, like, super, super good now if Walking Ghost also gets. Yeah. Reprinted. Yeah, mono green would be S plus. Yeah. With, uh, with <laughs> now you don't around. have to play all these bad sideboard cards. Yeah. Um, um. I mean, like, I don't know. All I know is like, 
if there is, if we're talking in this world of ban lists, I, there's already just a bunch of S tiers that could exist. Sahili mm-hmm. cat combo that gets unbanned. That's okay, S tier. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we unban ballista combo. or sorry, uh, a ballistrate spy, yeah. S tier, S tier. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There's those. Yeah, those one that you mentioned. Um, that. Inverter combo, right? Yeah, inverter. I think inverter, inverter. I think inverter would be high A, low S. If if we, yeah. I don't know what theoretical world we're living in. If Ooh. the ban list just got set on fire, but wasn't Lotus Breach would be Lotus Breach the same would place. be yeah S tier. <laughs> what about what was the other yeah. one? The um, what the reclamation. The I don't think reclamation turns. was ever a really combo deck, so it wouldn't. Oh, fit no? here. well, I don't really. You think could so. do a combo version of it though. Um, there. If you, you can play World Tree with it, and that's a combo deck, and that is right. a that would be a good. Deck. No, that would. Not I don't know if that deck. would be great, but I would put well, that. It could be. I would put that in the same place. I would put Storm Herald, which is D tier. Uh, huh. No, I would put it like C. <laughs> I would put that probably like as a C or B tier. Oh, I love it, this conversation. It, the Wilderness Reclamation part would break <laughs> other things because you'd have like Opus and stuff. Um, you know, I'm I'm still thinking of Mono White. I'm just like, hey, you know, like Sarah Paragon can buy back either half the combo. Huh. Um, that's fair. Book of Exalted Deeds wasn't a oh, no. card when that got banned. I don't think so. Book. You could run Book. You don't like? Book? No, I don't think Book belongs in that deck. I think yeah, I think you need more cards to try it's to find three it. Though. Devotion. You can find it with the. The bird, I, like I also think we're playing Karn in this deck, and I think uh, yeah, I was gonna say you could just play Karn and have it in the sideboard. I don't know. I, I think I'm think I'm more so a person as I gotta see a list and then maybe I'll think about it. But I don't think Mono White okay. is gonna get that great. I don't think. Mm. I, don't, I mean, like if we really want to talk combos, Winota's a combo. <laughs> you just attack with a non-human. It's a combo. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, um, so I think to finish this off. You know, because we, we've talked a lot about, like, uh, you know, all the combo decks. We talked about their weaknesses and stuff like that. But God, you could put Thalia in Mono White. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> um, last question I want to ask is just in general, what are, like, the best anti-combo cards in the format? We already talked about uh, Archon. I think Archon's yeah. really Archon's good. Archon's there. Um, uh, Sphere we talked about as well is yeah. a really good one that you want to play. But what other cards would you say are kind of helping to keep the combo down? Now, are we talking about the most backbreaking, backbreaking, or are we just talking about general, the most like, just like? Uh, like I would argue, Thoughtseize. Thoughtseize is great against combo decks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Counter spells, cheap interactions, always really great. Spell Pierce. I think Spell Pierce is becoming like a more mainstay in the format. Uh, disdainful Stroke. Um, it's cheap interaction. I, I don't know what I would say best because I think different combo decks into, yeah. uh, fold to different combo uh, hate. But if I had to like, you know throw my darts uh i'm gonna go ahead and say it's thoughtsies thoughtsies is the best anti-combo card all right i'm gonna give a different answer just because i want to be a little different is i'm gonna say adeline adeline that's fair that's actually fair because like beating your opponent down before they can combo is still you know that that's that's still plan a for a lot of decks. yeah I guess I did mean... Or maybe Thalia would be the better answer because that also actually interacts. I was going to say, I guess I did kind of mean, like, cards themselves. Eh, I guess those are all cards, but, like... I don't know. I was um, thinking more cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Sage, I think, is good. Karn, I think, is good. It, it stops a lot of stuff. Um, I think Elshnorn, Mother Machines, is another think... good anti-combo card because, like, it stops all those decks that have the ETB effects. No, nah, Karn's the correct answer because Karn can find any artifact in your sideboard, and boom, now it's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, figured it out. I still like Thalia, maybe as an yeah. answer. Uh, I think no, Pipping Needles another one. That's also a good one. But uh, hear me out, okay? Karn finds Pipping Needle, so Karn yeah. is just better than Pipping Needle. There you go. Uh, weathered Runestone. 
What do you guys think? Oh, that's think? boomer. That's boomer hate. No? That's that's so far removed from the format. I I actually while I was cleaning up earlier because I was dismantling a whole bunch of decks, mm-hmm. I found I saw two weathered rune stones and I was like, man, I remember playing these in Niv to like six hmm. months ago, or like how about eight months ago? I think I did this. I yeah, do that it was all six time. from eight months ago. Like yeah, I, have I, cards I was doing this. I still have decks put together that have Luris in them because I just haven't bothered taking them apart. There was two Sorok Dragon Claws in the sideboard, too, <laughs> Ooh, which is funny. a throwback of a card. Uh, one more question. Well, I like, remember ask. when Lantern was a popular deck in the format? Oh, yeah. <laughs> one more anti-combo card. What do you guys think of, like, Hallowed Moonlight and Containment Priest? They kind of do kind of right. similar things. Nah. I'll be the one to talk about it because I'm the one that got absolutely blown out in a league the other day because of Claudio. Claudio, this one's for you because you listened to the last <laughs> one and you made fun of me because I said that Enchanties had a good Lotus match or an okay Lotus matchup. Uh. You made fun of me for it. <laughs> but um, if you're listening, I'm letting you know, Hollowed Moonlight has gotten me, okay? I had a ETB, or an end step return trigger on a Yorion to return two Spirited Companions and a Charming Prince and a Ooh. Skyclave Apparition. I got Hollow Moonlighted. And I Ooh. just want you to know you ruined my day. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah, no, like those cards can work, but I mean, they don't work that consistently because I don't think everyone in your leagues are playing Mono White Devotion anymore. Yeah, yeah true, true. All right. Yeah, is there anything else you guys want to say about combo? I think we covered a lot of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. But, uh, you know, Kevin, anything you want to say? No? Uh, I think we've covered most of the decks that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I think I think we covered a lot of things. I think the only thing that we didn't mention ever was the last flavor of Grease Fang, which is Mardu. But mm. thankful we didn't do it because that deck's deep. about as... That deck is far removed. That deck yeah. is not great. But it's probably worth mentioning it in the terms of like, hey, maybe this is one of those decks that could get some yeah. pieces to put it together. Yeah, right now it's but probably it doesn't D, have them though. yet. It, it is. I think it would it need a dear. fair plan, maybe, is probably what it's lacking. Yeah, that one doesn't have a good fair plan. I think mm. blue, the blue Grease Fang deck is definitely a lot better at assembling combo. the combo yeah. quicker because of cards like uh, Faithful Mending. Sorry, consistently, which is like mm-hmm. cards like Faithful Mending. Uh, quicker is like Abzan, which is why it's the mm-hmm. best because you just pray to God you mill you the you mill the good cards and you're all in on it. Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? Uh, what deck I was starting to see and then it just disappeared and it looked like it was going to be a combo deck was the like the new Thassa's Oracle decks that would just like self mill with. Uh, oh, Harold. Oh, There's the Harold. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about Harold, eh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the so the combo is for those who don't know. Um, Harold unites the elves, returns an elf on the first chapter. Oh, yeah, that that's one of them. I, I was talking more like I'd seen it with um, Demonic Bargain. Maybe I'm the only one who saw this deck. Oh, I think that was in my meta. The, the Thassa's Oracle, Self Mill, uh, Demonic Bargain. Yeah, okay, that was that was those were people from Calgary, uh, three hours south of oh, me okay. that uh, <laughs> ca- came up with that deck. And that deck has fallen off the face of the earth because, well, yeah, nobody nobody really wants to play it anymore. Huh. But um, no, the combo deck that I was talking about was Herald Unites the Elves combo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where you mill your entire deck with... Uh, there's a five-mana clone elf Moriette that's legendary. Frost. I, I played this a while ago, and it was terrible then. I know it's gotten some new tech, but it was terrible then. Well, it's it's gotten new tech being the fact that you... So it says that you have to return an elf or a Tyvar Planeswalker. Since we got a new Tyvar, oh, okay. it can return Tyvar uh, and then return that Oracle. But the way you mill your entire deck is you keep ah. copo- copying Herald Unites Dells with the clone. Uh, and you just need two clones in your graveyard. And since it's legendary, it'll sacrifice the other. 
and then you just go infinite yep. like that. Mm. Uh, I think the only other combo deck that we haven't mentioned Ooh. that is Garuda. Yeah. As well. And Garuda's, yeah, yeah. Garuda's dog. Garuda's so yeah. bad. Oh, I mean, if we're talking jank, I'm sure I can be like, I'm just going to look through and be like, oh, yeah, I have that combo deck waiting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I built a combo deck with each one of the uh, the defilers for, and I put an article out on that. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys, uh, what else we got? Do you guys think, I mean, I mean, since we're on combo, the combo topic today. I played meeting of the five. Is this a combo meta? Do we have, do people have to worry about this being, becoming a combo meta or do you think it's just I adding something? It's just, that, it's that's fine. a good question. I think it's been a combo meta for a while. I don't feel like it plays like a combo meta, though. I don't feel that right now decks feel like two ships passing in the night, which is what like combo decks really feel like. Um, I think that this feels like an interactive meta. Mm-hmm. You know, it, maybe it's not my favorite meta of all time, but I feel like it's still a very interactive meta. Like the combo decks are interacting; they all have fair plans. Nobody's just like, okay, I'm like, other than maybe Lotus Field, and even Lotus Field's changed a little bit. But nobody's just like, okay, hey, here we are, we're racing. The first one to get to their combo wins. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like that's this meta. No, I, I definitely don't feel like it's anywhere near like. Eldrazi Winter or Combo or mm-hmm. anything like that where it's just like awful gameplay where decks are just like not interacting with each other whoever combos because I think that's old magic I think that's mm-hmm. something that we'll never see again because of the fact that secondary game plans are so strong and just combos are a little bit more free to run if that makes sense like mm. Mono Green existed for forever some uh, I think it was Canister figured out the combo of just like untapping your thing and putting some bad artifacts in your sideboard and I mean, like, it just has a really good first plan. And I don't, I, I can't remember how many times I died to mono green combo. And it's only because I never interacted with them. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing oh, yeah. this fair interaction game, the combo never comes up. But I think a lot of these decks just run incidental combos, which just kind of work out. Like, they mm-hmm. don't need it. I think fair plans have just gotten too good. All right. Well, okay. well you want to wrap us up then, Kevin? I think we're good to go. Yeah, I'm good to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've got other just, like, random unplayable combo decks that I've played, because I, I, I test a little bit of everything, but if you guys have any random unplayable combo decks to talk about, just go ahead and tweet out at us. You know, you can find us at MTG Pioneer. You can also find a link to our Discord and then post in. We've got all kinds of channels to talk about decks, to talk about brews, to talk about what's going on in the meta, and to just keep in touch with us. All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter as well. Uh, I am on uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist, and you can find me in Discord. I'm always there. Always talking. I'm always awake. All right. And, <laughs> and then it's me. It's your boy. Dreams of Ashiok on Twitter. Ashiok Batman. We were on Twitch. I promise at some point I'll go live. I know I keep saying that, but I promise I will. <laughs> um, and I think uh, I'm going to say that if you want to, if you want to talk to me or make fun of me or talk about competitiveness, just tag me just at Ashiok in the discord and I will do my best to respond in a timely matter. No promises though. Especially if you're Claudio. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to Claudio. Shout out to Claudio for listening. <laughs> Sure, yeah. And shout out to all our listeners, because we love all of you guys for listening to our show. That's what makes this fun and possible. Uh, so thank you one more time, and thank you for joining us again, Ashiok. We always appreciate your insights. Thank you, Ryan, just for being cool. Uh, we are the First Pioneers Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online, and we are comboing off. <laughs>